I, I came in hot with that one. It's okay. <laughs> we're we're deep into summer. It's okay to come in hot. I know, right? When does summer even start? It's July, but like. No, Memorial Day weekend is the start of it summer. It kicks day. it off. It doesn't, you know, like we still have such strange weather right now that I just feel like we I don't didn't know get when, to what go, season we're in. We usually go away, you and I, for Memorial Day weekend, and we did not get to do that this year. No, I usually even do a family vacation in July that's not happening. So Everything's canceled. <laughs> 2020's Everything's canceled. canceled. You can come, your it. vacation can come be to visit me in my New Jersey house. I mean, from the Upper East Side to Jersey, <laughs> even though you're right across the water, it would, I mean, it's a, a good hour long trip. Do so. you, you think I can still tell people I live in New York City or do you think yeah. that's, I have to give I that mean, up now? I could throw a rock from the West Side to your house. So <laughs> I think it counts, right? I you, mean, like, you could say like how we used to say the Bay Area, like you could say like <laughs> the Manhattan Bay Area. <laughs> I live on the river. I live, out I live on the river. river. I live in Manhattan, on the Manhattan River. It's not even a thing. Awesome. All right. Well, I am so excited to, we're just going to dive right into it. Um, another one of our left brain group fam, Miss Roxy Darling. Welcome to the yeah. chat. Hi, y'all. Hi. This has been a long time coming. Yeah. This, <laughs> this is, we've known you for so long and I feel like we haven't gotten to know you for so long. You know what I mean? Well, I'm excited that it's now and it wasn't before. <laughs> Just because I feel like now's a great time, you know, post pandemic quarantine. Like, I feel like <laughs> I've learned, and over the last few years, I just, it, it almost feels like I've transformed every day. Right. So I'm, yeah. it's, you know, when I think about timing, I'm always like, oh, I'm happy it's now and it wasn't before this. <laughs> Yeah. I feel like I, love it. I feel like this year has been like warp speed where like you go like you go so fast that time actually just like stands still. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. we're skyrocketing, but like <laughs> can't feel it. We're just like frozen. Just floating through time and space. Yeah. It's it definitely so feels real. like that. I, Roxy, it's... we've been we've been trying to I feel like we've all been friends for a long time. Like you've come and supported us at some of our classes and we've been in taught at shows together and then the whole hair story connection. And I feel like you live in Brooklyn and we're in the city and I don't understand why we don't hang out every day. Well, I never leave my house. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Even before the quarantine, I was like, okay, I, I just, feel you. We're the same I, way. Um, I, uh, yeah, like I feel like somewhere in the last year, two years, I was like, okay, I don't really need to see anyone. If I need to hang out with them, I can be on FaceTime with them. Exactly. You were um, ready. Yeah, I was ready. Are you one of those FaceTimers <laughs> that just FaceTimes people without a warning text? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but you're like, you I'll better be say, ready to talk to me. <laughs> well, I'll say that, like, I, the people that I do that with, are they have the same expectation to be able yes. to do that to me? So it's you know it's a mutual thing. You like know, it works out. Yeah, like exactly. Sharpton, who called in the he, middle of this whole recording? <laughs> yeah, right as we were signing on. Of course, I got a call from Wes. Um, I love him so much. Yeah, we definitely. Him and I have this thing where we just call each other unannounced it's like you know <laughs> when you live close by to your family or your friends and, and you, you have to have by. this 
Yeah, but like we in my family, it's very much like people show up unannounced all the time. That's basically <laughs> like getting an unannounced FaceTime call. Got it. Yeah. I, got, I would lose my mind. My I mean, I don't always like answer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for FaceTime. How do you know yeah. Wes so well? What's your history there? So, oh my goodness. I'm like, you'll never believe it. No. Um, so actually, it's so funny. So him and I met at Bumble and Bumble. Um, we met, I want to say it was 10 years ago. Oh, wow. Wait, wait, maybe 11 years ago. So I'm trying to think about <laughs> 2009. Like, well, I know, I know what birthday it was of his, and so I don't want to date age him here on the Ooh. podcast. <laughs> um, so we met as assistants at Bumble and Bumble. We were apprentices together, and um, but it's so interesting. So I went to beauty school in Bensonhurst in Brooklyn. Mm. And when I was in beauty school, I actually went to this like open house that Bumble was hosting and for like beauty school students to come and Mm -hmm. work there. So I knew when I started doing hair, I was 16. I was like, oh, I want to go work at Bumble and Bumble. So I went to beauty school in Brooklyn and I was like, I'm going to go work at Bumble and Bumble. Like in my mind, there was nothing else. Yeah. So... I went to this open house at Bumble and Wes, it was so funny because like they pulled two assistants down off the floor to like come to the open house for the beauty school students to see them. And Wes was one of those people. <laughs> and so then years later, because he left Bumble and came back years later, him and I, I mean, I don't even know how we just became, it was like, I found like one of my soulmates, like he's like (laughs) my creative twin in some ways. And so we started sharing models together when we were both assistants and we started partying together. (laughs) David, this sounds like our story. Yeah. It's very similar. (laughs) And, um, you know, he's a stylist and I'm a colorist. So it was kind of like, uh, just a love fest, like mm-hmm. love at first sight. It really That's was. So funny. Us. Yeah. And so we, um, did tons of hair together. And then when he was, he left Bumble to go join Michael Gordon to start hair story. And that was in 2011. And I, at that point, had been an apprentice at Bumble for like four and a half years, which is like crazy to be an apprentice for that long. <laughs> but Hopefully you're making good money. That doesn't I mean, happen anymore. Okay. No, it doesn't. Um, I was making okay money. You know, the truth of it was I was so young when I went to work there. Like I was 19 years old when I went to work there and I grew up there like Bumble. You were okay. You were growing up in those four years. Like the new generation is just like, fuck that. I want instant. Like I'm I'm out of beauty school. I want to go right into it. But I also, you know, it was like when I was there, I mean, I'm lucky I came out with like the talent that I did because it was a different time there. Like 
I was a part, I was a young party girl. Like all of these people who go to college and like rage and party in college and like have all of their firsts and try new things. That's what I was doing when I was at Bumble. (laughs) (laughs) You were at the college of Bumble. Kind of. Mm -hmm. And so when I, um, so when Wes left, I was like balls deep into like a really bad drug problem. And I was like self-medicating because I was just, you know, generally miserable still being an assistant. I mean, I was on the floor part-time, but they were never going to put me on the floor full time because at the time I was like very irresponsible and I was like partying, calling in sick late every day, but they never fired me. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, but so anyways, he was like, you know, I'm leaving to go do this thing with Michael Gordon. And I was like, Oh my God, I want to go. And, but I was like, I'm not ready yet because I'm still like, 23 and just partying like crazy. And like Michael Gordon is this like legend and I don't know if I'm ready. And so throughout that summer, it was actually Memorial day weekend of that summer. So we're looking at nine years ago, um, that he was like, Oh yeah, come work with us. And so between Memorial day and labor day that summer, I actually got clean from drugs and Yeah. When I, the first day that I went into Bumble, that I wasn't like fully medicated. I walked in that place and I was like, oh, this is why I take drugs every day. (laughs) I don't take drugs actually because I have a problem. I'm self-medicating because I'm unhappy. Yeah. Right. And that was so many people are unhappy and not even realizing that that is the feeling that they're experiencing. Yeah. And, you know, for a long time, it was like, I just did what I had to do. And that's really not a way to live. So when I did like have that realization, like, okay, you know what? I think that my time here, my chapter here is over. I'm ready for a new chapter. I left and I kind of like walked out because I had so much personal history tied up with a lot of the staff there and the, and my manager and no one took it seriously when I was like, here's my two weeks notice. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, okay. You're like I'm leaving. Was, this it is was for a, real. It was I feel a like, Saturday I feel like at the end of the a day. Lot of, a lot of people at Bumble have a, a really intense exit yeah. No, I don't I don't know that it's like that anymore because it's they've developed like it's just not the same tricky environment that it was 10 years ago. Well, sometimes um, it takes those walkouts to make change in a business, right? Like Right. Yeah, oh, if, if you're smart in your business and you're taking those horrible experiences and you're like, okay, what can we do to make this not happen anymore? Yeah. And also, you know, my generation of colorists was really the last generation to do these like three and four year programs there. Now they will, they have a cutoff at two years. Yeah. So it, you know, much like everything in my career, when I look back, I'm like so thankful for who I am and my experiences, because as we know, it lays the groundwork for the people that come after us. So anyways, 
So when I called my mom and told her that I was leaving Bumble, she was like, you're out of your goddamn mind. Like, you're crazy. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, no. I have a job lined up. And so <laughs> I went with Wes to go work at Cutler Salon where I met Michael. And, you know, we just immediately started brainstorming, shooting, like, making hair story before it was even hair story. It was called, um, if you knew (laughs) and, um, that's how Wes and I, that's like kind of how we started. You know, when we first left Bumble, we joke about it all the time. We were so broke. (laughs) (laughs) Like we were buying each other like slices of pizza every day for lunch because like that's kind of what we could afford. But we were so invigorated to start something new that like it didn't matter. Nothing mattered aside from like the fact that we were having fun. Right. And, you know, now at this point in my career, I've, I I don't want to say I've made that mistake, but I've made that choice a few times to just kind of like leap and see what happens and follow my fun, like follow my joy. We call that vessel building. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, so Wes and I were at hair story. So we wound up leaving, we were at Cutler for like maybe a year and a half, maybe a little less. And then we started working with Michael directly when he had hair story in his house. And I mean, Wes and I have been there not just through our careers for each other, but through a lot of personal stuff too. Like we are truly, we're on like our own level creatively, like with the work that we do together, but also. I really, I refer to him as my twin sometimes uh-huh. because on a, in a personal You're way, we, twin. yeah, we just really see each other and we witness one another in this way. That's not like forceful. It's like full of empathy and we're very direct with each other. And so, yeah, I, I've always felt like he's my sibling. He plays a, integral part of your story you know oh, he's 10,000 percent he's really involved that. there that's we should have brought him on a, too <laughs> I know it's like it's like your story is both of your stories which is really interesting yeah when, he's oh you can go ahead no I was, gonna, I was <laughs> say when you when you left Bumble went to went with Michael Gordon what was that experience like Oh, wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) You know, every time I make a leap, pretty much every time something really bad happens in my personal life that really tests my waters, if you will. So when I left Bumble, like I had just gotten clean from this really bad speed problem. (laughs) And, um, I went to go work at Cutler and I went to work with Michael and Wes and then my mom died. (laughs) And I went, yeah, she actually was diagnosed with cancer and then she died two months later and it happened so fast. And it was like, 
October when she was diagnosed. So she died right after the holidays. And it just really, you know, it shook me in a way that death does. But also I had like just started building a clientele on the floor of the salon and I really kind of had no money. (laughs) And I had two artists living with me in a one bedroom apartment. (laughs) We were all sharing this space. And it was kind of an, I, you know, now I can say this, it was an incredible time because Wes has always seen something in me that I didn't know I had or like I couldn't articulate. Like he's always been my biggest cheerleader and like he's really helped to drag I love that. the special things out of me. And Michael's very similar. Um, so right after my mom passed away, it was amazing. Like the salon gave me a month off like mm-hmm. uh, to grieve and to process because they really valued my creative input and they were like she'll be better for it if she has the time to like recover a little bit instead of just rushing back into work and so I really threw myself into my work for a few reasons like I I find that grief can really bring can show you the way to your untapped creative resources because when you're cre- like when you're in grief it's like being creative is like one of the only escapes from the reality that you have yeah so i threw myself into my work and i was like okay i'm also going to build a clientele because when i left bumble i was only there part time i didn't really have a clientele yeah like because so you went from went, being an apprentice, apprentice to right. you know, jumping on the floor. But you know, to this 10 years later, I still have a client who was my client when I was an apprentice. I have oh a couple of clients gosh. that Talk have about been loyalty. seeing me since I was an assistant at Bumble. Anyways, <laughs> so um, back when I first met Michael and like Wes and I were first, right after we left Bumble... I threw myself into my work because I had this grief and I also had to build a clientele to put money in my mouth because I kicked those artists out that were living with me and um, I had to somehow come up with $1,150 every month to pay my rent. So I was like, it's time to hustle. (laughs) And... It was, we all know that hustle. Yeah. You know, it's like, I I try not to hustle anymore and maybe we'll get to that. But when you're 24 (laughs) years old and you're so excited, it's so much easier too. I was so, I have the chills on my body right now. Like I was so fucking excited to do hair and I had so many ideas and I loved it so much. And being an assistant for so long, it was like I had this repressed um, passion because I didn't really get to execute the things I wanted to do. So I really threw myself into my work creatively and like, you know, one thing kind of led to another and the press started rolling in and then like the big models and I started doing celebrity work and editorial it work. happened so fast I feel like like it happened so in fast a blink of me. an eye it was so cool I mean I'm so I thank my lucky stars all the time because <clears throat> it helped me 
learn so early on, like what's really important to me. And, um, so anyway, so all that happened and me and Wes, we, we like hair story launched and in the early days of hair story, we were making so much content and we were building this culture and we were exploring the products and like finding out what it meant to bring all these people in and use the products on them and define what great hair can be when you're not using shampoo. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was such an exciting time. Like it was so cool. And we made such beautiful pictures between everyone who was there. And, um, you know, through that time, I mean, I was with hair story. So from when I left Bumble and we started Forming hair story. I was there until that was so that was 2011. I, I left in I left hair story in 2017. Wow, so that's a long time. Yeah, where'd you go? Uh, Another chapter, right? I was like, you know, so when hair story decided to like expand and really become what it is now, and like expand the product lines and expand the executive team, I was personally going kind of in my own direction. You know, it's like not sometimes it's natural. It, it, exactly. It's natural like, to want to create your own thing, thing, your own creative entity. Well, so I probably back in 2014, I was starting to get really kind of sick of just to be really honest. <laughs> I was getting really sick of doing the celebrity stuff and the model stuff. I was like, I'm making myself available at the drop of a dime. And that doesn't really feel good for me. Like, I'm so yeah. glad that I did that. But like, I don't see myself like... It's not a sustainable I, lifestyle. Not for me. It, yeah. it is And then you lose people. it if you're not available. So it causes a whole nother world yeah. of anxiety. And I had, and I had like, I was, and that was the year I started practicing yoga. Like that was the year that mindfulness was Your really becoming. Journey, it sounds like. Yeah. That was also the year that I had my first real heartbreak. Mm. And you really you know, do have a personal thing every attached change. to every chapter. Oh. There's like also a personal it's tragedy. It's <laughs> wild. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't just bored yourself in your house yet. I mean, no that's change. where she's at now. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing will happen. Things still happen when you're in your house. <laughs> that's true. Um, so, yeah, I started looking at... So I've always been fascinated with, psychologically, what color does with people. Um, that's actually the lens that I've held to see my work through since the beginning. So when I started at Bumble and I was in the apprentice program, they would do like a theory class every quarter. And it just so happened that the first theory class I took as a brand new assistant at Bumble was the psychology of color class. And when I was an apprentice, I was in a privileged position where I lived at home with my mom in Staten Island. And I commuted to Uptown Bumble from Staten Island every oh, day. Wow. But anyways, um, 
For those so, of the, the people listening that don't know, that's, that's like, like an hour and a half commute. That's yeah. like a ferry. Like, that's that's plane, t- trains, and automobiles. Yeah, absolutely. I took the Staten Island ferry too. every day. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I didn't have to focus on making money, which is such a privilege. Yeah. yeah. I you could, could just really do your art. I could just focus on developing my technique. And because yeah. I had a speed problem, it was like <laughs> very, very obsessive and precise. Focused. And and exactly. And like so much of it. <laughs> so, you know, I, that's why I joke. Like I'm lucky I came out of there <laughs> retaining anything. Um, but so anyways, that first class really formed the lens at which I've always looked at the work that we do with our clients. And so in 2014, when I was starting to like really learn about like mindfulness and Hinduism and Buddhism and like energy and the aura and vibrational healing, like all this shit that I talk about and that I love, when I first started learning about all this stuff, I I always, after I would do like a model's hair or a celebrity's hair, I would always come back to like, but what happened mm-hmm. when we did this for them? And what's going to keep happening for them? And um, in this heartbreak that I had, oh my God, I had my heart broken open for the first time. It was very profound and like, I thank God for it every single day. Um, But, you know, I started thinking about like my own energy and like the things that were really stagnant in my body. And so I started seeing this healer, this energy healer. And she was so fascinating because we would do Pilates and energy healing combined. So she was not only just like working with me and my energy, but we were reprogramming my body, the muscles in my body. And it was super profound. And I was like, you know, I was kind of like into the idea of color healing. And she was like, Roxy, you're a color healer. Like you're a hair healer. And I was not ready <laughs> to, to like own that. Like I've always known that the work that we do is like very in nuanced ways and obvious ways. Like it, it's very healing for people. Um, yeah. And so I was at Hair Story and I was in this heartbreak and I was like, you know, I think I was like 27. I was making tons of money. I was like okay, my priorities are like traveling the world and like (laughs) going to the best restaurants and like buying the best clothes, like going to opening ceremony every month. (laughs) And I just like- It's a normal 27-year-old mind. Totally. (laughs) In New York, Um, yeah. And uh, I just wasn't ready to look at my truth, look my truth in the eye. Of like, okay, well, I know that I actually want to start to dedicate my work with my clients and hair to this um, like deeper perspective of how 
what we're doing affects people. Like, I know that I want to go down that path, but I'm too busy, like living my life. Right. So that was like, you know, 2015, I was very much acknowledging these two very wild, different paths that I was like juggling in my mind and in my heart. So as I grew up and as Hair Story expanded, I was like, you know what? It's time for me to really start, like, I started to feel, like, unfulfilled at Hair Story, and not because of Hair Story, but it was because, like, I knew that there was this deeper thing or this other thing I wanted to pursue, and I wasn't doing it. So when I left Hair Story... It was you this time, not your environment. yeah, Yeah, yeah. And it's, I mean, it's always been, like it's really about like alignment when it comes to environments like Bumble was so amazing for me for so many years. Cause I got this incredible technical training, but it's not actually in retrospect, it's not aligned for me. Like I'm not a person who can work 12 hours a day, six days a week. I'm not Is anybody anymore. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, I study this thing it's called human design and some people are wired for that, but I'm definitely not one of them. I am not I, one of those I people. I did my human design and I am one of those rare ones. I can't remember. Wait, what, what are a re- you? A reflector. A reflector? <gasps> yeah. <sighs> I'm a projector. <laughs> okay. What I need re- to figure this out. Yeah. You need this to is like my us. new astrology sign. So human design. I have chosen my whole body. That's how I know it's like important to share. Um, human design single-handedly also changed my career trajectory in 2014 when I started working with it. Interesting. Yeah. Single-handedly changed my life because the thing with human design is that it's so much more accessible than astrology. Like astrology is incredible, but it's also not a grounded practice. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's not easy for it to become a grounded practice, whereas human design is a very grounded system. Um, How cool. I need to check this out. It's really, it's profound. Well, it's also, it's a combination of the Kabbalah tree of life, astrology, the um, Buddhist chakra system, and the I Ching. So it's all of these things in combination to create designs for individuals Um, so anyways, (laughs) human design is like, it's, I, I think about it every day. I mean, I, I think about astrology every day too, and my aura, whatever, but I'm like human design is just, it's, it's, I'm so thankful. It's working. Yeah. Yeah. Because it also has taught me so much about my relationship. Like it's, right. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and we all need help in that department. Yeah, all of us. So, um, what you now do? So you left, and you kind of were interested in this color so, theory, and then what happened? So when I left Hair Story, it was like, okay, it's time to like pull up them bootstraps <laughs> and get serious about um, carving this path that I want, you know, like I had a really good thing going at Hair Story. Like I was part of the creative directing team with Wes and 
they had just moved into the studio that they're in now. And it was like all these really good things were going on. And I was just like, I still like, I need to make myself happy. And I also understood that like, if I didn't, I was just allowing myself to keep being distracted by this work that I was kind of finished doing. Yeah. So when I left Hair Story, I basically left and I thought I was going to work from home. I thought I was going to see clients from home in my apartment. That was dumb because my brother was living <laughs> on my couch at the time. <laughs> it's also just, I hate doing hair at home. I just, yeah, hate, I, yeah. it's not, it's not something I enjoy. The whole I kitchen enjoy. sink is not meant well, I've been doing now, now I've been doing hair from home for the last uh, almost two years and I figured it out. You have your system. Yeah. But I also like have a big enough apartment that like it's, but it's, it's still annoying and I'm not doing hair from home anymore. Um, I'm kind of bouncing between studios, but, uh, yeah. So I left hair story in order to pursue this freaking path. And then of course, as soon as I left hair story, I had like a really severe injury happen that just like totally put me like it, to- it like threw a wrench in the wheels. And I was Can you so- tell us what it was or no? Yeah. I had a back spasm Oh no! that like put me and I was wearing a back brace all summer and oh, wow. I was going to the chiropractor twice a week. Like it was a very severe back spasm. Like I, I was carried out of a restaurant on a gurney because an ambulance had to come. It happened in a restaurant. Oh my gosh. Wow. And you just couldn't move. I couldn't move. I couldn't walk. Um, so That's over scary. the year, it's, it terrifying. was extremely scary. But you know what? It was, I had so much grief over the years that I think I wasn't dealing with. And when I left Hair Story, it was like, I was like, oh yeah, I'm a free woman. And then it was like, boom, no bitch, you have to deal with all of your emotions (laughs) before you try to, because I thought I was like, oh yeah, I like know how like hair is healing. I want to share that. I want to teach that. And my body was just like, no, you have so much more left to learn before you even try, before you even try to be with, uh, to do this with your clients, like you just have a lot to learn and process. So I went and worked for a year or so at a salon in Soho called Sweet Caroline. Um, that's owned by Lena Ott. Uh, she is an incredible colorist and talk about full circle things So when I was 16 years old, my brother's girlfriend, who was our like babysitter, she was getting her hair colored by an apprentice at Bumble and Bumble. That's how I heard about Bumble. That apprentice was Lena Ott. Oh, wow. When I full circle. When I went to work at Bumble, she was working there downtown as a colorist and she was wearing these like graffiti letter earrings one day. And I was like, oh, do you like graffiti? And I was like, yeah, my brother writes graffiti. My brother is like a New York City graffiti writer, whatever. 
<laughs> she was like, oh, what's his, what does he write? And I was, and I told her and she was like, no shit. So it turns out that like, she was really good. She dated one of my brother's friends. Oh, wow. That's so crazy. And so then, and we put that together. Then I was like, oh my God, like you were doing Alex's hair. And that's why I came to work here. Like, oh my God. So when I left Hair Story, I went to go work at Sweet Caroline um, because Sweet Caroline is very cool and it's very elevated and everyone who works there is just like so meticulous. It's a really cool space. It's, they're so meticulous and that is like a really, even though I'm a very wild person and I'm a free spirit, I'm very meticulous in my work. So it was important for me to be around other people in a technical way who I felt mirrored my desire for this meticulousness. So I went to Sweet Caroline, had a great time there. I only worked three days a week. I worked every other day. And in the other days, I had an art studio in Bushwick where I spent time just kind of like painting. So I'm a painter. I've been painting for... Like seven you paint years really now. cool tote bags and things like that. Like, yeah, I, I did the them totes for Bayou. It was amazing. Yeah, I um, yeah. So I had an art studio where I was also conducting this project called the Manifestor Aura Project, where I would invite people to come in and like choose colored lights, and that was actually a thing at Bayou this year. Me and Aaron did a big expansive version of that project and yeah so, that was cool mm-hmm. yeah I mean color is so it's this universal language that we can utilize in to make magic and it's free <laughs> like it's not <laughs> it's not really like it's not this crystal that you have to buy or it's not this like meditation that you have to learn it's really this language that is all around us and it's been being used by people for like thousands of years and it's very accessible and it's very real. Yeah. So is this around um, the time that you started to get the idea for your intuitive coaching? No, that, but the intuitive coaching is part of my human design, which Mm. is so Uh. interesting. Yeah. Actually, that's probably like, one of the best things that I can do for people is like let my intuition come through and talk about what I think or what I feel for them or see for them. Um, No. Well, so I left Sweet Caroline because finally I was ready. I had moved into this apartment that I'm in now. And when I got this apartment, I was like, okay, it's big enough for me to have an art studio and do hair and live. (laughs) And I left Sweet Caroline to start to be able to just work with one client a day and really start exploring like, okay, well, what are the rituals like that I do with my clients? What is this work that I'm doing? How can I make it like intellectually something that people can understand and not make it be this like woo-woo ethereal experience. Like in order for something to be practiced, not just by me, but if I want to share this and I think it's important, like other people, it has to be a grounded thing. Mm-hmm, otherwise right. it's otherwise like it's not it's just gonna, theories. 
Yeah. Right. And so that's when I finally realized like, oh, it's called vibrational hair color. Oh, like it had all of these other names before. You had your epiphany. Totally. And so right when I left Sweet Caroline, that's actually when I started dating my partner, Kim, who I met through Wes. She was Wes's (laughs) client from 2013, (laughs) literally. Um, But my, it's so shitty. Like my dad died. My father died. Oh my gosh. Right as I left. I didn't think you were going to hit us with another one. And then I know. What the fuck? I should have known. New (laughs) chapter was starting another tragic event. Yeah. And so I, you know, it was a really interesting thing. Like I had just set myself up to work from home and I had some money saved and I was like, you know what? I'm going to like let myself not work like crazy and just be in this grief again, because then my life had just changed and it was completely different again. Right. (laughs) So, um, and at the same time I had just started dating this like amazing person who was ready for all of me and all of the things. So, um, that's when I actually, when my father passed away, that's um, the creativity that came out of that was the style of painting that I'm doing now. Um, for a really long time, I was like, Oh, you know what? Paintbrushes are hard for me. Like it's too, it's like, I don't feel connected to them. And then I found in that grief in that time that paintbrushes were my new best friend because they gave me so much control. Right. Like powerful. Oh, powerful. And you're a colorist. So, so it's interesting that yeah. paintbrushes were difficult. Mm-hmm. Well, p- painting hair is, hair is a three-dimensional thing. Right. Working on a canvas, it's very two-dimensional. You're creating something three-dimensional, but it's, it was just, it was, there was a gap. There was a bridge that I couldn't cross or I couldn't find the bridge <laughs> or something. Right. And then um, I, yeah, I started painting even more. This was the fall of 2018. So I was seeing clients at home and doing tons of art, making tons of art. And um, in this really cool relationship, And, um, fast forward now we're a year and a half later. Um, so I started feeling comfortable talking about vibrational hair color, maybe like a year ago. So I was doing all these things with my clients where I was like trying to make it more heady than it needed to be. We do that. And we overcomplicate everything when it's just simple. <laughs> totally. And the simple fact of vibrational hair color is that, you know, it's actually very, it's quite scientific. Like every, all matter has a vibration. And that vibration, the speed of that is like how, basically how fast the light can move through something and whether or not that matter absorbs light or refracts it or, or lets it pass through. So when you think about 
hair color, when you think about brown hair, brown hair, brown absorbs light because it's because of the density of that color. Mm -hmm. Whereas blonde, that lightness allows the light to pass through that color. So essentially what I do is I work with the rainbow, but I (laughs) vibrational hair color is not about like rainbow medicine. I mean, it is, but it's more about like, okay, well, what speed are we making our clients when we color their hair? And how can we work with them to give them that desired vibration through their hair? You know, if someone is feeling like they're giving their power away, put some low lights in there, ground the energy, bring the groundedness, connect them to like a softer place. If you have someone who wants to travel down a road they've never gone down before, maybe they need to be a redhead. I don't know. (laughs) You know, if you have someone who's ready to like really shine and like get all of the attention, maybe they need to be a double process. Yeah. But it's incorporating this theory that in a very real way that like our vibration can be controlled by how dense we are or how light we are. That's so and interesting. That, yeah, that's really I love what all vibrational. Of and it took me a long time to get here, y'all. <laughs> and now you have this great program that you teach, this great class that you teach. Yeah, if, well, if someone was interested in your education, how would they find you? And what does that look like? What does the process look like? So it's changed recently. Like, I feel like virtual education is just mm-hmm. where we're at, at least for the next year. Um, and so the ways that people can find out more or if, they, if they're interested in learning about vibrational hair color. So I'm doing this online virtual workshop through the Left Brain Group that teaches the students all about the basic core principles of how to work with color, hair color as vibrational medicine. It's called Vibrational Hair Color Theory Class, and it's a couple of hours long through Zoom. And it basically, we just, we bring ourselves to a deeper understanding of how hair color can be used to expand or contract our clients' auras. And so, yeah. Will you be doing these classes throughout the year? Yeah, I probably like every two months online, um, because I feel like now more than ever, it's a really great time for under for us to understand like exactly what we're doing when we change the way people look. Mm-hmm. And to for some people, it, it could even feel like they're taking even a little bit more responsibility for the work that they do. And they're using a lot of intention to change the way people look or to maintain Listen, the way people why, look. Why buy so many crystals when you can just change your hair color? Mm-hmm. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> like it's also with vibrational hair color, the work that I do with my clients, it's very real. Like we look at the ways that we are holding ourselves back or the ways that we can empower ourselves to attain this vibration that we want to be at as opposed to 
you know, signing up for all these like workshops and yoga and like crystals. I mean, I love all that <laughs> shit. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but in my journey, I've found that it's really about me looking at myself and being really honest with myself. What about you know, natural hair color? Like the color that someone naturally like, has. Like mine, mm-hmm. is, mine is naturally brown. Does that have? This is like, all my like roots are natural right now. <laughs> you're talking about changing the color, but is there something about like the natural Tapping color as well? Yeah, have. I think that we are all. God gives us the exact physical attributes that we are meant to have. And I think that people who have natural hair colors, like David, I, I know you're a Pisces, right? Yeah. Yeah. So brown And a reflector. Hair, and a reflector. <laughs> so having natural brown hair is so good for you because you already have the ability to be like out there in the cosmos if you really wanted to. <laughs> and That's probably why I have anxiety. <laughs> but yeah, but also as an extremely empathetic person and as someone who can see all of the aspects of the the like the world, brown hair is great for you because it can ground you back into your body. Right. Whereas for you said like you're an Aries, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah, like you Aries are the the warriors, they're the beginners. They're like I need your attention because I have a solution. <laughs> it's, it's, so you're saying and, I should be a double process? No, but <laughs> no, but you I usually think that are. even yeah, I think that even the way that your hair's been with the really bright pieces in the front, mm-hmm. you're like you're actually commanding the attention so that people love listen to you. You're like, and look. we, we yeah. need that. Look at yeah. my face. <laughs> yeah, like you as soon as uh, I did it, you were the one of the first people that were like, girl, like I, I love live. it. I live. <laughs> uh, this um, has been absolutely wonderful. I yeah. want I want everybody to have like a clear idea of where to find you and your teachings. I think there's a lot of colors. I know me as a colorist, like I'll be in that class, you know. So yeah, I think even non really even so non-colors, just yeah. to know what you even if you're just a if you just cut hair. To know the colors, you know, more vibra- well, vibrational color for your clients is huge. It's also like vibrational anything translates through haircutting. And it's really about like what I said, like expanding and contracting. Like yeah. how can we be more aware of that? And the uh, amazing thing that we get to do for people is we get yeah. to expand and contract their auras. So yeah. everyone We can have a pretty find- awesome career. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone can find more information about me. I'm on Instagram, Roxy Darling. I have a website. It's roxydarling.com. Um, I also they can also find offer, you through the Left Brain Group. You can find me through the Left Brain Group. I also offer one-on-one like psychic counseling sessions for people. You can find out more about that on my website. Uh, yeah, everything is pretty much on my website. You're here to, you're here to help. You're here to help. Yeah. And I'm here share. to help. I'm here to share, but I will only share when I'm invited to, because that's part of my human design. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Honestly, like you're sh- such an open, um, 
like for those of you listening, just following her. And if you talk, she'll talk to you like all day. Like just go <laughs> yeah. be friends with Roxy Darling because yeah. I, she will Roxy, be your friend. I like need to talk to you after the Zoom. Like I want my human design read and figured out. Yeah. <laughs> we should do a separate Zoom so like, we can do it. We I was already to, thinking about messaging let's not you and stop being like. This conversation <laughs> and figure out how. And then we then I'll really have something to talk about in the next podcast. Yeah. I mean being a reflector, David, it's <laughs> it's and I'm so excited to find out what you are too, Sid, because I know I'm gonna message like, you as soon as we're done recording and be like, let's figure this out. We can also like put your charts together and see how you guys oh my god I have the chills again like it's it's a very cool (laughs) and it's yeah let's bring Max let's bring Max back I want to hear Max's take on all this hi hi you've been listening you've been listening you gotta what have you been thinking I've been thinking a lot about how all of these like professional transitions that you've gone through have happened at the same time as these like personal moments yeah. And how Sid and David, you're always talking about how there is no such thing as like work-life balance. Like you can't, <laughs> like mm-hmm. you can't try and separate the two. Like they will. No. Yeah. Will and here you go. Anyway. The universe is like bam, bam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're all intertwined. I wouldn't have it any other way. To be exactly. honest. <laughs> I mean, listen. Transitions, transition. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Not, and, you can't and also <laughs> there can be no light without darkness, right? Exactly. So all of your exactly. new chapters that were so filled with light, can't, they had because your lightness was so bright, like it had to come from such a devastating dark place where yeah. it wouldn't be able to manifest. My teacher, so one time, I was talking to you mentioned Kabbalah earlier. I actually mm-hmm. grew up in the Kabbalah. We're both center. Kabbalah students. Yeah. I'm and, into that. <laughs> and my Kabbalah teacher one time. I said, like, I don't feel like I'm growing. Like, I feel like things are, you know, good and got the relationship and like, I just don't feel anything. And she goes, because you're surrounded by light. Mm-hmm. You don't it's have too any, good. <laughs> you don't have any darkness to push against. She's yeah. like, so you, you've either got that to create contraction. It Yeah. So it was just a yeah. really interesting, like, it's so true. It's like, it, I'm like, I'm not growing. It doesn't feel very good. She's like, because people, people want light so much. And she's yeah. like, and they get it and they're like, I need darkness a little bit. Well, there's also like, I talk to my therapist about this and my best friend a lot. Like people, some people thrive in chaos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's a real addiction or not Mm -hmm. addiction, but that's a real way of existing. It's an addiction too. And so, yeah. (laughs) And I'm one of those people, like just not like when you just put something off for a little while, it's like you're living in chaos. You're keeping yourself in that place. But like being surrounded by light is, you know, it's fleeting. That's the other thing about light is that it's fleeting and it can... It can change in a second. Yeah. I also think people forget like the joy they feel is the process of overcoming the dark side, not the actual receiving of light all the time. Right. Like, yeah. And the other day, and I was in your webinar, but you probably didn't realize because my thing says Laura McColl. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you talked about your name. like, <laughs> yeah, you talked <laughs> about expanding the vessel. And I know I'm starting to understand that that's a huge part of your guys' teachings. And there's no way to expand unless it's a full, unless you have a full circle or a full spectrum 
experience. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Pain. Gotta have some pain. There's yep. also those like classic stories of like a moth to a flame, you know, yeah. or, like Icarus in the Icarus, sky. Yeah. Like if we only, if we're only in that light place, you'll burn up. Exactly. It's so true. Yeah. I'm so yeah. excited that we got to talk to you today. I and I'm know. excited to continue talking. I know. <laughs> I have so we much to, have to say. We have a Zoom call next week. We have so much to talk about. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you for being with us. And I, Thank like we you tell, guys so much. Like we tell all of our guests, we will have you on again, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Okay, cool. No, but <laughs> We'll really, do you I and Wes do... together. It'll be like yes. that. Oh, oh, my God. My heart. <laughs> Maybe him and I will be in the same physical space too. Yes, we can only. Pr- maybe Sid and I will be. In yeah, the I same know. I haven't seen him in months. Oh my god, I know. We'll, we'll see what happens. But thanks thank for being with us today. Thank you guys so much. Bye.